Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Welcome to Championship Saturday. Welcome to Week 13 in the NFL. And welcome into Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Good morning. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Over the next hour, my guy Ryan Horvat will drop by as we go over Bears, Cardinals, betting angles, along with our top football looks for the weekend. Do that in uh, just a moment. We'll go rapid fire with three awesome guests on today's conference title games. And as always, Jim Miller will drop by. Jim, perfect six for six when I was out. What the hell? Uh, Huge thanks go out to Rick Camp for holding down early odds when I was sick over the last couple weeks. We'll get Rick back on the show soon as the focus turns more to the NBA. If you're with us for the season preview, Campy gave out Miles Bridges 100 to 1 for most improved player, now the favorite, and Draymond Green 20 to 1 defensive player of the year, now the favorite. I like it. I like it. Let's get to why you're here. He drops by every few weeks here on Early Odds 670 the score his name Ryan Horvat. He hosts Bet MGM tonight on the BetQL network you hear me. They're weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. Horvy's got nights locked down 6 to 10. BetQL Network, find it on the Odyssey app, Twitch, YouTube, all that good stuff. Horvy, it's uh, it's kind of strange for you to be on during Packers bye week, but I find it interesting because most of our audience, obviously Bears fans, and I think you could make the case that over the next two weeks, the Bears are going to face the two best teams going in the NFL right now between the Cardinals tomorrow and the Packers next week. I was thinking about you earlier on in the week because after that drubbing of the Rams, you start to see a lot of people say, oh, no, Packers Super Bowl, Packers Super Bowl. They're starting to get healthier. Just at the better in me, when I hear the public, the majority of them start saying, oh, you got to watch out for this team to win the Super Bowl. That's when I get scared. You know what is so funny about that, man? And thanks for having me on, of course. Uh, Huge weekend last week for me, because not only do the Packers just beat the living heck out of the Rams, but also since I'm on here, 670 the score, I do got to give a shout out to the Joliet Catholic Academy Hilltoppers (laughs) State Championship, state title number 15, Joe. Big weekend. Um, No, but no. Yeah. How, How much did you have on that future? 
Honestly, you know, what's funny. So my uncles were texting me throughout the day. I joked on my mom's Facebook post because my mom is like, obviously, you know, with my grandpa, Gordy Gillespie, like my mom is still all into it. And I joked and I said, I'm like, give me a sacred heart plus seven and a half. So then my uncles like thought I was thought I was being serious. I was getting text all day. Like, do you really want to bet on this? This would be a 17 and a half point spread. And I was like, no. And who's actually making these numbers? So that's how you think I'm a degenerate. You should see my family trying to bet the IHSA state title games all Saturday long. Uh, no money on that one. But um, yeah, it's going to be a tough go for you guys. And I completely agree. It's funny. Like I woke up this morning and I was on social media. I was on Twitter and I saw some of the talking heads and everybody's like Green Bay's winning the Super Bowl. Green Bay's the team uh-huh. to beat. You get the Chris Sims saying it. You know, you get the whole Collinsworth family. I'm fine with Chris, but once Jack starts saying it, I know we're screwed. So that's the only thing. Like, I'm with you. Like, you know how this goes. That's why last year I played the Tampa Bay future when they went four consecutive weeks without putting 28 points on the board, and everybody's like, Brady's finished. Perfect opportunity. This season I did the same thing with the Chiefs. Like, really small, but I was like, oh, everybody says, you know, Mahomes has been figured out. Andy Reid's been figured out. They're going to go on a run here. You, you hate when your team is, like, the talk of the league. Mm-hmm. And Football Outsiders hates the Packers for some strange reason. They're only getting healthier, and the big question on that team, the defense, look ahead line for Bears-Packers next week, double digits. But uh, we can hit that next week. Uh, I'll be on the Bears. As, <laughs> I understand why. As far as the game tomorrow, how about another large spread? This time, uh, the Bears are home underdogs. It's been sitting around seven and a half throughout the week. Horvey, honestly, my reaction has been, we know Kyler's going to play, miss three games, coming off the bye. They want to get that one seed, make sure they get have a stranglehold on that, and it doesn't go to Green Bay. And what we don't talk about is Arizona also having a top five defense. It's not just a top five offense. It is also a top five defense. And all signs point to Kyler. And Hopkins being on the field. This is going to be a popular teaser play. I don't love laying more than a touchdown in the NFL, but you want to talk about uh, stepping up in class. You're going from facing Ben Roethlisberger, Huntley, and then Jared Goff to now in back-to-back weeks, Aaron Rodgers and tomorrow Kyler Murray. It's going to be obviously a tough matchup, and I'm with you where I'm not trying to lay more than a touchdown, you know, especially with favorites in these situations. And I just got done saying I'll probably be on the Bears against Green Bay. But in this spot, I took Arizona immediately just because I do expect Kyler Murray to return. You know, he leads the NFL in completion rate over expectation, you know, on throws 15 yards or further down the field. So I think he's going to pick the secondary apart. Arizona's ridiculous this year on both sides of the ball. You know, we don't even talk about them defensively. And you lose a big name like J.J. Watt, but he was only playing like 70% of the snaps anyway offensively 25 more plays of 20 plus yards over their opponents. That's the largest differential in the league. And you go against the bears, like look at Kyler and all those weapons. They lead the NFL in catchable targets. The bears are last. They're fourth in the league in non-passing points allowed per game. Like Arizona, I just think is going to absolutely destroy the bears in the situation because here's the time of the year where I'm like, you know, not narrative base, but looking for teams with stuff to play for like Arizona who wants you. Know, there's only one buy. You know what I mean? So you look at Green Bay, what they're doing, even though they're beat up, they continue to win. Uh, The Rams struggling right now. But Arizona, especially in that division, every game is a must win, really, for them right now. And they're starting to get healthy. I played Arizona. I don't love it, but I I do like it against this Bears team. I'm done with the Bears for the rest of the season. I back them. Wait, wait, no. You just said you're taking them in a week. Well, if I get double digits. but Yeah, you will. If I'm getting seven, seven and a half here. Yeah, I'm on Arizona, man. And especially, I don't know what Kyler's going to look like. We haven't seen him in a couple of weeks here. Right. But regardless, I think he'll find success against the Bears defense, especially with no Khalil Mack. Yeah, and the Bears injury report, like you just mentioned it there, Khalil Mack. The Bears injury report is really bad, but we're just so hyper-focused on the Arizona side. They give up explosive runs. The Bears down to down, they, they're fine with the run game. But as far as explosive runs... They're not there. They're not there. And and just, I mean, they couldn't cover two and a half against Detroit, man. (laughs) No, I mean, and that's what, and I was, I was on Detroit. Um, but that was the other thing. Like, how are the Bears going to score in this game, right? Because the Cardinals have given up, I believe, just two touchdowns from outside of outside of the red zone this season, the fewest in the league, two touchdowns outside of the red zone. So what are the Bears going to just like score on chunk plays or have explosive game? I just don't know how they get in the end zone in this game. So I'm taking Arizona. They moved to 7-0 on the road, maybe 7-0 ATS. Both of us like the Cardinal side, super popular teaser play 
Take us somewhere else, anywhere you want, Horvy. Even if it's the uh, high-profile Monday game, what, what's your favorite play? All right, so I do love the Monday game, but my favorite play has changed a couple times because I can't believe that this total is this high. I was looking at Chargers uh, Bengals coming up uh, 1, 1 p.m. kickoff Eastern time, noon your time, obviously coming up tomorrow. 50 and a half, though, seems a little high for this one. You look what the Bengals have been doing, and we talk about Joe Burrow because he has all those weapons, obviously. T. Higgins, he's got Chase. But Joe Mixon has been ridiculous. Joe Mixon has scored a rushing touchdown his last eight games, I believe. You know, they're running the ball right now. They're solid defensively. Meanwhile, the Chargers, I can't stand back in the Chargers right now. I'm going to take the under in this game, under 50 and a half. Eileen Bengals just because of Joe Mixon. He scored multiple touchdowns in four straight games, longest streak in franchise history. And then you have the Chargers defense, who's allowed a rushing touchdown in seven straight games, longest streak in the NFL. So I think that the Bengals are going to run the football. And this Chargers offense with Joe Lombardi has driven me nuts. They have been Jekyll and Hyde all season long, man. Like Herbert, the last two weeks, they're not pushing the ball down the field. He's not averaging eight yards per pass attempt in back-to-back weeks. It just doesn't make any sense when you have a big arm like Justin Herbert, why you're not throwing the ball down the field. They've been terrible on third downs. You know, the Bengals, they're not really aggressive blitzing. You know, they only blitz, I believe, on like 21% of dropbacks. But I think that they'll give him fits. I'm going to take the Bengals, but my favorite bet is the total in that game, under 50 and a half. Like, that's like a Pac-12 total right there. Yeah, something I really wasn't considering, but it does make a lot of sense. The biggest mismatch, you nailed it there, with the Bengals' run game going against the Chargers' run defense. Uh, LAC's run D, dead last run DVOA, dead last run success rate. I don't know that Mixon's going to have 28 for 165 like he did last week against the Steelers, supposedly a good defense, but it's going to be up there. It should be up there. So I, I see that clock moving. The under makes a lot of sense. I was leaning to the Chargers. I wouldn't say it's one of my strongest plays, but it feels like we might have some overreaction on both sides because the look ahead was Cincinnati minus one and a half. They roll Pittsburgh, and then the Chargers yeah. are coming off a bad loss to the Denver Broncos. And Herbert against Fangio, maybe I'll give him a pass right now. I don't love the way the Chargers offense is going right now, but anytime you're going to Denver, going against that Fangio secondary, there were some uh, interceptions there. As the Bengals defense isn't as good as Denver. No, no, not at all. Um, and the other thing, like going back to the Chargers in the play calling, it just doesn't make any sense because while they don't want to push the ball downfield, they need to use Austin Eckler. Now they have started to a little bit more. He's had more than 12 rushing attempts, I believe, though. And like what one of his last six games, they don't use him whatsoever. I mean, in the passing game a little bit, they need to run the ball. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're hyping up the Bengals a little bit. I feel like anytime the Bengals, we do hype them up, then like the next week they have a stinker, but mm -hmm. I like them in this spot. But the under, I think, is the play. 50 and a half just seems, I mean, you look at these teams on paper, right? It's Joe Burrow versus Justin Herbert. You know, there's all those weapons, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and Austin Eckler and Mike Williams. But I don't know. I, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, actually. 50 and a half is way too high. That's Ryan Horvat, host of BetMGM Tonight. My name is Joe Ostrowski. This is Sports Radio 670, The Score. You've got early odds every single Saturday, 8 to 9 a.m. Let's jump to Sunday night football. Kansas City Chiefs, heavy favorites. Why are they heavy favorites? Well, they've got Pat Mahomes on their side, and it's Andy Reid off the bye. This thing is inflated. It touched 10 earlier in the week. We're sitting at 9.5. It wouldn't shock me if we go back to that number of 10. Uh, you've probably heard it throughout the week. Andy Reid off the bye in the regular season, 19-3 and three straight up. But is he going to cover the big number? A lot of teams coming off the bye this season, bit trendy, but uh, the teams with the extra rest have not been performing well. So Andy Reid has great history off the bye, but Teddy Bridgewater against the number has great history. On the road, he's 24-5 and five against the spread in his lifetime. Uh, just in general, 42-18. and 18. There's always value, and we've got a divisional matchup, Horvy, with Teddy Bridgewater getting 9.5 points with a pretty good defense. Mahomes, when he's favored by more than a touchdown, not good. And over the course of the last year, we know the Chiefs has not been covering the number. Now, defensively, they are figuring things out a little bit, and all of a sudden they're going on a run, and people are not freaking out about the Kansas City Chiefs. But you're giving me nine and a half, ten points in this divisional matchup. I'm going to take them. I think Kansas City wins, but this number's too large. 
Yeah. Uh, you know what? The more I think about this, I'm with you. I think I have to take Denver and I'm rooting for Denver every single week because I did play the season win total over eight and, you know, everybody gave me a hard time for it, but all Teddy Bridgewater does is cover. He's been pushing the uh, the ball down the field a little bit more this season. Mm -hmm. And also look at what Kansas city does defensively. They've been a much better team defensively the last couple of weeks, yep. but it's because they're so aggressive, man. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater this season against the blitz is averaging 10 yards per pass attempt, which is fourth in the league when he has a clean pocket and nobody's blitzing them 6.6 .6 yards per attempt which is 31st in the league Kansas City I blitzes 30% of the time which is six in the league I think this is actually a favorable matchup for Teddy Bridgewater to have some success and then if you look at you know Patrick Mahomes going against this Denver defense like since Vic Fangio's taken over they faced Mahomes three times he hasn't thrown two touchdown passes yet he's got two 300 yard games there I think Denver's gonna gonna keep this one close. They're giving up only 2.2 red zone trips per game, which is the fewest in the league. So the Chiefs are gonna have to score on like big plays, chunk plays, which we know they're capable of doing. I'm gonna take Teddy to cover in this one. I think the Broncos will keep this close. I, I'm with you. I think the Chiefs win this game. I think the Chiefs have gotten right, but I don't think they're gonna run away with this one. I think Denver is a much better team than the market gives credit, and we give credit for sometimes. Teddy covers. How about another primetime game? This is uh, the matchup of the week by far. We finally got a good Monday night game. Patriots at the Bills. They won't stop betting New England. I get it. They've won six consecutive games, and Bill Belichick is an underdog. Horvey, I know you've got a play on this one. What, what are you thinking? Yeah, so I am going to I'm going to take the Bills in this spot. But a couple of weeks back, I did take the Patriots to win the division. You know, a couple of weeks back when it was sitting there still 35 to one, I took them to win the Super Bowl. Really nice. small, but I mean, Mac Jones has looked nice. Obviously, like defensively, I do think we're overrating them defensively. I don't think this is like your regular Patriots Bill Belichick defense. But that being said, they're still a top ten defense. You know. And, and they continue to get better every single week. I just, I feel like this is finally the game that the Bills are going to get up for. You know what I mean? Kind of like we saw against Kansas City. You know, they got up for that game. There's been games. That's been the problem with them. A couple about of weeks last, last Thursday against the Saints. Last Thursday. Yeah. yeah they, got, they got up for that game. But I feel like they sometimes play down to their competition. Like we were talking about them as the Super Bowl favorites a couple of weeks back. And if you look at the point differential, they were like plus 145, which led the league. They were beating up on teams. But then you looked at the schedule and you were like, oh, OK, you're beating up on the Dolphins and the Jets. You had a couple of bad losses, including the one to Jacksonville, where they didn't even get in the end zone. They lost that game nine to six. There's a great example of them playing down to their competition. But now they're sitting back. I, I think they are a top three, if not the best team in the league, definitely in the AFC. They're hearing Mac Jones get all the hype. They're hearing Belichick and this Patriots team get all the hype. I think they're going to get up for this game. I won't be shocked if they win this game by a touchdown or two scores. I think this is a good matchup for them. I think it'll be low scoring, but uh, I'm actually going to, I'm going to take the bills and it's almost like a hedge bet here because let's say new England wins this one and they split. I think they have a really good shot to win the division. So I'll take Buffalo here in this spot and, and Josh Allen, the more uh, experienced quarterback over Mac Jones at two and a half, the values on your side. I can't believe that we're sitting here and the bills are favored by less than a field goal at home on Monday night. Also, I don't want to take anything away from what New England's done, and it looks like they have a really good, maybe a great defense. But during this run, they've had a little luck. They haven't faced any good offensive teams. Tennessee missing all of their weapons last right. week. Good. Keep running the ball. We don't care. We're going to keep Tannehill under 100 passing yards. Uh, you, they faced Atlanta with the shutout. Cleveland, talented roster, but we're finding out they can't score more than 17 points. Uh, Carolina, the quarterback position, that's a complete mess. To start this run, they, they went against the Jets. We're going to learn more about the Patriots, but it just feels like this number has gone a little bit too far. You're getting bills inside of a field goal at home. You know, the conditions are going to be interesting because the total keeps dropping. Apparently, wind gusts are going to be 25, 30 miles per hour. So yep. how are the bills going to move the ball in those types of conditions. But on the flip side, I think that means that the Trey White injury at cornerback won't hurt the Bills as much because it's not like the rookie quarterback is going to be pushing it down the field. Exactly. Windy game, man. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think both teams and, – and, and that is what scares me a little bit, though, is just because New England could actually run the football. The Bills don't even look to run the football unless it is with Josh Allen. I think this week they might have to do so. I mean, the Bills are the type of team that likes to pass the set up and run, I know, in the second half. Mm -hmm. But with the win conditions, I, I do like the side here. But I may, I may lean the under here. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest, Ryan Horvat, my buddy from BetMGM Tonight. 
weekdays on the BetQL network, 6 to 10 p.m. Uh, before we jump to college football, one of your favorite days of the year. So I want to give you some time there. Any other NFL games that uh, you want to mention to the early odds audience or you want to jump to college, get all that in? Uh, really quick before we do jump to college, I do kind of, I mean, kind of, I, I played the Washington football team pretty big this weekend against the Raiders, you know, uh, opened up two and a half, you know, there's a two out there. I, I do think that the Washington football team might win this game outright against the Raiders. And I continue to say the same thing. And I know the Raiders did look good on Thanksgiving and, you know, offensively, especially, but mm-hmm. everything that they've been through this season, I think that this is a letdown spot after that win. And I think the Washington football team, as crazy as the sounds is playing really good football. And I won't be shocked if they, they're not going to win the division with Dallas. I think that the football team could sneak into the uh, playoffs, to be honest. I mean, Heineke has been playing better. He's pushing the ball downfield. They're getting healthy. Like they just got Logan Thomas back, you know, Terry McLaurin is one of the better receivers in the league and defensively, even though they lost chase young, they've actually been playing better the last couple of weeks. So I like the football team to cover the number and maybe even to win this game outright against, I, uh, I guess. I'm considering Washington. I, I was heavy on them on Monday against Seattle. So very pleased with the result of that one. It doesn't look like Darren Waller is going to be out there with this yeah. Raiders offense without Waller. I don't think that's uh that's too scary, but yeah, if they can control the clock a little bit, I get it. And you don't want to bet the Raiders when they're favorites. That's no, when you right. want to go the other way. When the Raiders are getting points, when they're getting a touchdown on Thanksgiving. Sure. I'm all in, but now we flip to the, to the point where they're almost favored by a field goal. I certainly understand what you're thinking. All right. Uh, it started last night. We had some of the conference championships going at the PAC 12, uh, that, that one's in the hopper, but, uh, you get college football all day, Bama, Georgia, Iowa, Michigan, Pitt, Wake Forest going to be a high scoring one, Oklahoma state Baylor starting up in a little bit NIU action for some local flavor. Where do you want to go with college? All right, I'll give one out. I am going to be the sucker, and I'm going to take the points with Alabama, especially if you could get the touchdown, if you could get the six and a half. I mean, there's two coaches where if you're giving me them as dogs, if you're giving me them as touchdown dogs, I'm always going to back them. And it's uh, Nick Saban, and then it's obviously Bill Belichick. But, I mean, in this spot right here, you know, six and a half. Now, Bama, this isn't your regular Bama team. They've struggled defensively this season. Mm -hmm. You know, you could get after them. But offensively, they've been solid all year. I do like Bryce. He could push the ball down the field. You know, they can't really run the ball, especially against this Georgia front four. I mean, Georgia is one of the better defenses I've seen in the last decade. All that being said, you know, Georgia is a great team, but I don't know, like, is Georgia as good as LSU was a couple years back with Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson and Patrick Queen? I don't know about that. They are defensively, but offensively, like, do we really trust Stetson Bennett? I, well, they haven't been tested. They haven't been, they haven't been tested all season long. Right. Like, look, That's the their problem. biggest test was who? Clemson? And Clemson was terrible this season. Like, DJ was a disaster. They couldn't run the football. Their offensive line was trash. Again, Clemson defensively was great. But I think this is Georgia's first real test. I'm getting Bama in the points. I'll be the sucker, and I'm going to take Bama. And then uh, one more that I'll give out really quickly is actually the team total under. And the last I saw, it was 20 and a half. At least that's what I played. If you could get a 21, good for you. I'm going to take the team total under Cincinnati-Houston. Look, Cincinnati in that conference, nobody could throw the football on them. That defense is the real deal. Say what you want about Cincinnati. Are they for real? I'm not quite sure. I guess we'll find out. But I love the team total under for Houston. I think that it's going to be a rough day for them. I I think they score 13 points tops against the Cincinnati defense, who's out there to prove a point. Luke Fickle's not going anywhere. He's not going to take the Notre Dame job. I think this is a team that's obviously hungry to prove everybody wrong. Last year in a bowl game, different situation, obviously. Georgia didn't even want to be there. They played Georgia close. Um, not that that really matters, but I think Cincinnati's better than people are giving them credit for. That's all my uh, that's my best bet, though, right there. Uh, team total under 20 and a half for the Houston Cougars. So I was looking at the game under. Are you worried that Cincinnati just might house them and, and do no, enough I to like get that, that total over? No, I like that, too. I've, just, I've gotten burned on two totals this year where it was pretty much just – uh, you know, Ritter and Cincinnati's offense going up and down the field, hanging 40. I do like the under, but uh, I like the team total under a little bit more. So if, if you could get a 53 and a half, 54, play the under, I guess. But the team total under for Houston, I think, is the way to go. The narratives that have cracked me up all week are in the Big Ten and the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma State and Michigan get the big wins last week. Finally happens. They're rushing the field, going wild. And then people are saying, oh, let down. How is it a letdown when it's the conference championship? When you're fighting for your playoff lives? I think that's been hilarious to monitor throughout the week. No, I completely agree with you, man. 
this season of college football, like, that's what I continue to say too. Like the, the, this season was kind of a letdown. Like there wasn't really, I mean, Georgia was solid, yeah. but I'll tell you, like I'm already excited for next year because I can't wait to watch Lincoln Riley at USC. I hope that Brian Kelly's a disaster at LSU. I hope oh. he becomes the best play look caller. At, look, at, look at this. Are, are you one of the Notre Dame fans that was like, oh, good riddance. I didn't like Brian Kelly anyways. No, I mean, I was like, okay, Brian okay. Kelly's a great head coach. They've won 10, you know, 10 games, what, four consecutive seasons. Five. He's the all-time winning is five. Yeah, five consecutive seasons. You know, he's the all-time winning his coach at Notre Dame. I think Brian Kelly's a great coach, but I don't think he's the best person. And I mean, I'm, I'm not like one of these guys like in the message board. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah it sucks. I, I was hoping that he would stick around. Um, I thought he was going to stick around, but at the same time, I'm kind of excited for the program. You have two young guys, 35 and what, 33 years old, 29 years old or whatever, running, running everything. I'm, I'm excited for the future. Ryan Horvat at Ryan Horvat on Twitter. He co-hosts bet MGM tonight, weeknights, six to 10 PM on the BetQL network. Ryan, enjoy all the football this weekend, man. It, it's going to be a great few days and uh, we'll talk again soon. Always appreciate your time on early odds. Thanks so much, Joe. Enjoy the games. All right, let's keep rolling with the college football because it's our last chance all day, Saturday action, a trifecta of CFB betters with picks for you. That's next. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski at Joe Ostrowski on Twitter, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Score Listener line is open 24-7, 365, empowered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. 670 The Score, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. Catch me on Twitter at Joe Ostrowski. I like to give you options. So let's do just that on this championship Saturday. We're going back to back to back with three intelligent college football bettors. All three appeared this week with me on BetQL Daily, weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. You can find the podcast by searching BetQL Daily. Catch it live on the Odyssey app under the BetQL network or live on 105.9 FM HD2 or on twitch.tv backslash BetQL. First up, Ed Egros, sports betting analyst on TV. Maybe you see him Sunday mornings on More Ways to Win. Also does stuff for NBC Sports Edge. I gave Ed Egros the board and asked for his favorite college football picks. 
I am going two places. One, I'm going to the American Conference. Uh, you know, everyone's beloved Cincinnati Bearcats going up against Houston. Houston's defense is underrated. And this is something that I've talked about a, a good bit before, but I do believe that an under here is the appropriate play. I am not sure that how much pressure is Cincinnati under to possibly be the first uh, group of five team to make the playoff. You know, I, I don't know how much that matters in a situation like this, but I do believe that after a while, the exhaustion starts to set in and Houston's defense could at least keep this game relatively close. Uh, don't know if I have a, a, a feel on the sp- on the uh, side, but I do believe an under is appropriate. Now the sec championship This is one where I love the over and Georgia's defense has been unbelievable. No doubt about it. But I also know watching Nick Saban all these years that he does hold back some gadget plays for the best competition. He has done it against LSU for a long time. And I think he has evaluated the SEC to go, you know what? You know, the West may be slightly down with the exception of A&M. We need to save some of our best stuff for the SEC championship game, which we feel we can get to. And now we're going to see things that Kirby Smart, I don't think, has prepared for. And Bryce Young is able to execute. So I do believe that Alabama can at least keep this game interesting, score enough points. I do like Georgia's offense as well, uh, you know, more for passing than rushing here. But I do believe both teams can score. Cincinnati, Houston under Georgia, Bama, over i like that cincinnati houston one let's not forget that houston has won 11 in a row and their defense is six in epa per play in the country we know the bearcats have had a great d for years so i'm definitely a fan of that underplay points bet is giving you a ten dollar free live bet to use during sunday night football every week for the rest of the regular season. Place your bet this week during the Denver-Kansas City game and get in on the action. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Uh, let's go down to the bayou. Mike Dettelier dropped by to discuss Brian Kelly to LSU, but also the SEC championship game. And, of course, Mike squeezed in another pick because he can't help himself. Here's Mike Dettelier's thoughts on BetQL Daily. My thing is, just when, like when LSU played Georgia, I don't let my lion eyes tell me that it ain't true. Georgia's been a dominant defensive team all year long. Alabama has struggled on the offensive side. The football, um, Bryce has really bailed them out time and time again. Uh, I'm going with Georgia here, and I think they cover. Uh, it's just, to me, uh, I know it's been the, the tall ditch for them to jump uh, beating Alabama. But in this spot here, to me, Georgia's the better football team, and their defense isn't good. It's been dominant all season long. So uh, I like the Bulldogs here. And uh, also, too, I think the win one for Napier, uh, I think the Raging Cajuns take care of business against Appalachian State. In another game that they have had some struggles against Appalachian State, not this year, but in years past, and uh, I think they take care of business also. So I, I like both those games, and I think both those teams cover. Mike Dettelier, the best. Anytime I can come up with some sort of excuse to speak with him, get him on the show, we do just that. I am uncomfortable liking so many favorites, but I agree with his play on the Bulldogs. My only concern, has Georgia truly been tested? This all-time defense, have they truly been tested? They have not played a quality squad in quite some time. Uh, We'll see what they do with Bama today. We learned this season the supposed tough game against Clemson to get things rolling wasn't all that challenging. All right, one more college football voice. Pamela Maldonado of Yahoo Sports, always terrific at dissecting these matchups. Here she is on the Big Ten. But we started with today's Big 12 championship. I think Oklahoma State starting started to be the exact team that I thought was hoping they would be after Micah Gundy got rid of his 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 little locks. <laughs> he has better hair. <laughs> once, <than I> do. <laughs> once he got rid of that mullet, things just started turning around for this team. And I absolutely believe that if they do control this game against Baylor and they win, not just and cover the spread and hold them. My more important to me is maybe not covering the spread, but hold Baylor to like below twenty ish points. Then they absolutely should be in this. How is Oklahoma State 
not any different than Cincinnati right now. They're a defensive team and they are a really great defense that should be getting the respect. We've already seen these two these two teams play. Oklahoma State won that matchup 24 to 14. They had three turnovers. They had three turnovers in that game and they still held Baylor to 14 points. And why? Because it's that defense. They are Oklahoma State has one of the best top 10 defenses and I know that Baylor is a great defense as well, but where it matters is in the red zone. Uh, Cowboys, they're third in opponent points per play behind only Georgia and Wisconsin. How many teams can say that? They're the third best. They're second in opponent third down conversions allowed. That is major. And they are first in opponent red zone scoring attempts, third in opponent red zone scores. So have the turnovers. It is the defense in the red zone that kept Baylor from putting up points in that matchup. I see this being no different this time around. I like Oklahoma State and I like the under. Cowboys, no more mullet. Mike Gundy might find his way to the playoffs. Pam, the Big Ten title game. Michigan, 10.5-point favorite over Iowa. Do you worry about any sort of letdown here by Michigan after the Ohio State win? I mean, that's the biggest win in the Jim Harbaugh era. They win the game against their biggest rivals. They're on the cusp here of the, of the playoff. Do you worry at all that they kind of overlook Iowa and this is a game? Or do you, or you think Michigan is just, you know, 10.5, 11, 12 points better? And Michigan rushed the field last week. That's always a concern. A team that rushes the field the week prior, how do they show up for the following match? This is different. This is a potential playoff spot. This is a potentially national title spot. Like, you are there. This is the moment. This is Harbaugh's most complete team that he has had, and I cannot remember how long. You have Aiden Hutchinson, one of the best pass rushers in the country. You have two running backs in Blake Corum and Hassan Hoskins. They are both studs. More importantly, you have an absolutely impenetrable offensive line. And we saw that, how much that came into effect against Ohio State, who also has a top 10 pass rush. Nothing could happen. Nothing could, Nothing on that defense could be produced because this offensive line is so solid. And you have a capable quarterback in Cade McNamara. Only three interceptions on the season. If you have two teams in Iowa and Michigan who are both both of their strengths is in that defense. You have to turn to the offense. And I like Michigan here. I wouldn't hate anybody if they did a Michigan plus a Georgia Moneyline Parlay. Pamela Maldonado of Yahoo Sports with me this week on BetQL Daily and my co-hosts Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth, 8 to 11 a.m. on the BetQL Network. The Moneyline Parlays of Favorites going to be popular bet today. I understand why. Those have been hitting a lot on Championship Saturday over the last five years. So there's your trifecta. Pamela Maldonado, Mike Dettelier, and Ed Egros gave you plenty of options. I know that's what you're looking for. Today should be fun, and we have no idea who's going to win the Heisman Trophy. So there's still some value on the board. How do you pick six consecutive winners with the horses? Jim Miller from Hawthorne and PointsBet has done just that on this show. More on the NFL and college, too. Keep it here. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturday mornings 8 to 9 on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Back on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670 The Score. Start your sign-up process for an account on the PointsBet app today. Registration is then easy to complete at one of our three convenient sportsbook locations, the most in and around Chicago, more than any other sportsbook. Whether you stay and play or bet and go, come experience the top sports betting locations in Illinois. Points Bet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse, the closest sportsbook to downtown Chicago. Points Bet Sportsbook in Crestwood, the only sportsbook in Chicago South Suburbs. And Points Bet Sportsbook in Prospect Heights, Illinois' newest sportsbook. Points Bet where signups, cash deposits, and withdrawals are fast. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, and we welcome in weekly contributor Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse. And, uh, Jim, I hope I'm not the bad luck charm. I heard over the last two weeks, six for six, giving out winner after winner after winner to the early odds audience. Man, we were rolling, I'll tell you. Rick and I kind of had a little mojo going there. We were talking Bulls basketball. We were talking horses. We did. We had a good couple of weeks. But you know what, Joe? You and I have had a nice run, too. I didn't have yep. quite as lucky of a run for survivor plays for the NFL. But, man, there's got to be, what, 2 3% alive maybe in any survivor contest. But you're a part of that couple of uh, percentage points, right? Yeah, in my pool, I, I did the math the other day. 
it was a challenging week 12 for everyone. It was the one that everyone had circled. How do we get through that Thanksgiving week? Uh, in mind, 1.5% are alive, nine left out of 609 entries. I have one left and it, it's really kind of crystal clear. I'm going to be in fade Zach Wilson mode tomorrow. It's tough to, <laughs> tough to roll with Jalen Hurts after a three interception game, but that, that was as bad as it possibly gets. Eagles got to win. I'm not sure that they cover the seven, but they should take down the Jets tomorrow. You're right. And they, and they, they should win. And, and it's where, because there's so many road favorites this week. And that's always the hardest thing, especially when you're looking at Survivor just because of the upsets. But hey, Jalen Hurts was horrible last week. And they were still one play away from tying the game. So you think about that. You're going in, into New York. The Jets are. They're just, they're just so, so bad. I think you're in good shape. Hey, man, I just want to wish you the best of luck because I was gone weeks ago. And we've still been able to talk Survivor, but it's, it's always nice to talk Survivor with somebody who's actually still alive, too. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. And maybe it's going to be one of the cleaner weeks because we do have so many heavy, heavy point spreads, including the one between the Bears and the Cardinals this weekend, but it is championship Saturday in college football. We had a couple of games last yep. night. Uh, you had the big 12 championship game. And what's really stood out to me. I know a lot of fans listening. If your team is not involved today, you're cheering for the chaos. And I'm totally with you. I understand why put the committee in a tough spot, but since 2017, Jim, if we're excluding the PAC 12 title game, from the conversation for a minute, and we are today since they're not playing. Since 2017, favorites are 16-0 and 0 straight up. The trend has been the favorites go out to impress the committee, and they do just that. Kind of like the letdown factor of the big game before the uh, conference title game has not been a factor in recent seasons. And here's the thing that's really interesting about it, Joe, when you talk about it. I, I want to see the committee with some hard decisions too. And for this reason, uh, you talk about the favorites being so good. Well, what does that mean for a team like Alabama then? They might be in, in for a world of hurting right now. You look at some of the teams that are on the outside looking in, is the committee going to try to make the decision if they're stuck with multiple two-loss teams, do they try to leapfrog a team like Notre Dame again? To me, I think Notre Dame is going to be punished just for yeah. the fact that, again, they're not in the conference this, this season. Brian Kelly's gone. Their only loss is to Cincinnati, who's going to be in, I would expect. But what are they going to do if, say, Alabama loses to Georgia? What do they do with Ohio State if you're sitting there and, and you're in that really tough decision of, say, say for example, say Michigan loses and Alabama loses. What do you do with a team like Notre Dame? Do you, do you leave them on the outside looking in and take a two-loss team and leapfrog them? I think they made the announcement without making it official. They made the announcement, the committee did, during the selection show, that Notre Dame's out. That you yeah. lose your head coach, that's a downgrade. And I do actually understand where they're coming from. As a guy that roots for Notre Dame more than any other college football team, I wanted to see them get Luke Fickle. I thought that was the home run yeah. hire of all the guys available. But as a college football fan, I'm also happy that they didn't get Luke Fickle right away because they put Cincinnati in that four spot. Again, it's the committee looking for a reason to surpass the Bearcats. And if Fickle would have bolted for another job earlier this week, I definitely think Cincinnati's on the outside looking in no matter what they do today. Yeah, and Cincinnati's a good football team, but I think you're right. And you tend to wonder, okay, everybody's talked about playoff expansion. I don't know if it's 12 teams, if it's 16 teams, but you know what? This could be the season that makes sense for eight teams for a playoff. To me, you just kind of look up and down. I mean, there, mm -hmm. there's some teams that are going to be on the outside looking in. That could be really good, but I want to see what the committee is going to do. I'm, I'm with you. I'm hoping for chaos. I was cheering for crazy for Auburn last week because Alabama's had two kind of bad wins the last couple of weeks. Arkansas and Auburn were not very good wins. I think Georgia's going to trounce them. I think that could even affect the Heisman voting looking even a little bit further forward too, Joe. I'm with you on Georgia as long as you get that number inside of a touchdown. And it, it's surprising because Bama's offense has been inconsistent at times. But right now, Bryce Young is the betting favorite for the Heisman. The second favorite is C.J. Stroud. It doesn't look yeah. like Ohio State's going to be part of the playoff picture. And in recent seasons, you need to be part of the playoff to win the Heisman. And then third, a guy that completely came out of nowhere. You've got Aiden Hutchinson, some spots 16 yes. to 1, 20 to 1 after his miraculous game a week ago. You know, if Hutchinson shows up big tonight, 
night. If he has another multi-sack game, he had 15 pressures last week. I mean, yeah. if he's the best player on the field today, Hutchinson could win the award, even though that Heisman doesn't go to defensive players anymore. And I'm with you. I'm so with you here, and I'm so happy you're saying that because you look at things, all right, ballots are due December the 6th for the voters. So they get to see championship weekend. So you look at who's on there. Okay. Bryce Young, Georgia's exceptionally talented on the defensive end of things. Young could have a terrible game. A four interception season could easily turn into a seven interception season and not a great showing. Mm -hmm. Stroud isn't playing. Matt Coral isn't playing. Kenneth Walker. Oh, Kenny Pickett's playing, but Kenneth Walker's not playing. But then you're right. Aiden Hutchinson is there in a marquee game the week after a marquee game where everybody saw him who just beat absolutely fantastic against Ohio State. If he does it again against Iowa, again on the national stage, you have all these Heisman voters that may not be watching every single game. They see this guy going wild. I think he could be the play right now at the odds that you're seeing, especially over a guy like Bryce Young, don't you think? And you know what Iowa can't do? They can't score. Right. I, I'd be yep. surprised if they put some points up. So there's a reason to watch tonight, even though it's a double-digit point spread. It, it'll be a fun one. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score with Jim Miller over at Hawthorne Racecourse. Jim, we mentioned you've been six for your last six with the horses. So want to get your picks in just a moment. But uh, something I did want to bring up to you, Kentucky Derby Futures. We have to yep. wait until May 7th, 2022. But I saw a number of sportsbook Posted the Derby Futures. Some uh, posted 171 horses. You have my attention when I see 101, 201. And if that horse gets hot, they make that Derby cut. I mean, who knows? You could be holding a 200 to 1 ticket on a horse that uh, goes off at 10 to 1. And maybe have a pretty good shot. So my question to you is, is it a needle in a haystack situation here when you see 150 plus horses on the board? Or is it worth it? Is there no such thing as too early because of the potential value that you could have in these tickets? I treat this as a money grab from anybody that's listing Derby odds right now. Because if you think about it this way, Joe, only 20 horses get into the gate for the Kentucky Derby. But also, it's not like it used to be where it was just the top earnings horses got in. Now you have to get points. You have to race in these qualifying races to get in. And the only qualifying race that you've had was run at Churchill Downs on their closing weekend. So of course those horses that raced well are going to be taking a lot of action and you may not even see those horses aside from that. Yeah. The breeders cup juvenile, and that was it. So right now you have all these horses listed. I mean, if you're talking throwing two bucks or five bucks on a horse, that's massive odds. That's just fine to me. There's a good possibility that the horse that is going to win the Kentucky Derby may have only made one or two starts, maybe just broke its maiden, maybe is racing in a, a stakes race. But you're really not going to have a great understanding until you get to, say, early March. You'll know really for sure the first weekend of uh, April, but you're still going to get tremendous odds in that second to last derby prep, which is usually taking place that first week of March. So that's where you really want to watch because some of these horses that race well there are still going to be 30, 40, 50 to one. And you can get those odds there. I think that's more the time to wait. I think right mm. now it's just, it, you're, you're throwing money away and I, I would really avoid doing anything with any Derby futures right now. Very good. All right. What about some winners today? We're looking to go seven for seven, eight for eight, nine for nine. You got no right. pressure. No, no pressure at all. Home track, man. We've had a lot of luck here at Hawthorne, so we're staying at home again today. Still on the turf at Hawthorne, too, which is really awesome in December. So race number five, bet the six, Mongol Bull across the board, a speed specialist on the grass. Race seven, bet the four, per C to win. This is a horse that's going to be really tough in a stakes race. And then in race eight, bet the three, Aliyah across the board. That horse will come flying late. Let's see if we can make it nine for nine. All right, at Hawthorne, race number five, bet the six across the board. Race seven, bet the four to win. Race eight, the three horse across the board, right? That's right. Let's see if we can make some more money, get ready for NFL Sunday. All right, Jim, enjoy all the college football today, the selection show in the morning, and then all the NFL action tomorrow. And then don't forget that big game on Monday, too. New England-Buffalo should be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, I'm cheering for college football chaos and, and hoping that at least one of my friends here can survive for the <laughs> NFL. So good luck, Joe. 
Thank you, Jim Miller. Thank you, Ryan Horvat of the BetQL Network here to start things off this hour. Help me break down week 13 and all the rapid fire guests on today's college title matchups. Eddie Gross, Mike Dettelier, and Pam Maldonado. We were busy, people. If you missed any of it, use the Rewind feature on the Odyssey app or check out the Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski podcast. Catch me weekdays on the BetQL Network, 8 to 11 a.m. via 105.9 FM HD2. Twitch.com backslash BetQL. Odyssey app under BetQL Network or the BetQL Daily Podcast. All the links posted on my Twitter feed at Joe Ostrowski, at Joe Ostrowski. Also appear on The Score four times a week during the week. Happy to get back in the flow uh, this week. Major League Baseball has locked out its players, but inside the clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw keeps on rolling. They're coming up next. Best of luck on this championship Saturday and in NFL Week 13. Cash tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.